Hey, binge fans, back it up here with my co-host, Coach Ruby, for another episode of the Back It Up Binge. For me, it's probably going to be a tough episode to get through, and I'm sure for you, Coach, it's going to be an easy and an enjoyable one. Coach, welcome. How you doing? Hey, Coach. How you doing? Good to be back after this crazy weekend of football, and uh, thanks for having me again on the binge. Absolutely. I'm glad you're here. That was a lot of fun this past weekend. We thought we were going to see a lot of good games, and that's what we saw. So let's recap our picks first. Do a whip around on the wild card games and dive into our picks for the coming week's slate of games. So let's let's talk about the records first. You finished with a very impressive record of five and one. And someone some could argue that you probably been, should have been six and zero, oh, but we'll talk about that next. Um, I came in at three and three, so I basically got toasted like Elvis. I was correct with my black chip lock, though. I picked the Niners, and they delivered for me so let's whip around last week's games get your takes on them as well okay all right we both picked the 49ers they won they were trailing at halftime down by one purdy looked tight and we were texting each other during the game and and i'll read the text for everybody that you sent me second half whole new game niners will destroy watch bosa take over so you pretty much <laughs> called this right the 49ers yeah. ran away with it uh, in the second half, went in 41-23. What's your thoughts on this game? Well, thanks for giving me credit for calling it and uh, sharing the text with the fans out there because uh, I do like getting some of the credit sometimes. But uh, <laughs> You deserved it on that one. This was, uh, you know, this was a great game in the first half. <laughs> in the, uh, the second half, you know, the Niners took over. Um, Purdy uh, definitely buttoned it down in the second half. Uh, I think his overall passer rating uh, was over 130, three touchdowns, a touchdown rushing, over 300 yards passing. McCaffrey had over 100 yards uh, rushing, so it was very uh, well balanced for the Niners. Um, Debo Samuel had over 100 yards receiving, and uh, you know him and uh, McCaffrey both had two huge plays to uh, kind of you know just shut down the Seahawks and take the game completely over. Um, they just didn't have the the Seahawks just didn't have the firepower on defense or offense to keep up with the Niners. Um, the Niners defense had three sacks. Uh, I couldn't really I couldn't really say much more about the second half besides uh, you know it was all 49ers all the time. Um, so it was it was a good game. I wasn't surprised about the uh, outcome, and uh, you know you made a great choice on your black chip lock of the week. So that was great. What? I got to tell you, you, you tried to reassure me at halftime. I was really concerned going into the half. The defense on the Niners picked up that silly, silly uh, offense uh, defensive penalty, oh, yeah. put them in, in field goal position, and they converted the Seahawks, and they went in up by one. I'm like, okay, how are they going to be able to react to this? But they reacted well. So at least I got – I may have been down 3-3 three, three to 5-1, but at least I got the black chip lock, and we'll see what black chip lock I have this weekend. Nice. Okay, next game, let's take a look at the Jaguars and Chargers game. This is the this is the only blemish you had, which is sort of, you know, tough. I mean, I I, I picked them as well, but I don't – you know, you could have been 6-0. and oh, It's crazy. The Chargers came out quick, four interceptions in the first half, 27-7 lead, all cylinders clicking at halftime. Then the wheels fell off. Final score with Jags 31 to 30. Uh, they lost. I'm sorry, they won 31 to 30. The Jags. Definitely a tale of two halves here. What's your thoughts on this game? 
Uh, yeah, I don't think you can use the phrase tale of two halves any better for uh, any game in the history of the NFL. I've yeah. never, I never, uh, watching the NFL live, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen a game like this. Um, those uh, five turnovers in the first half that the Chargers got from the Jaguars, um, you know, it just made you think that, you know, Jaguars are done. San Diego's moving on. It's over with. Yeah. But there's a reason why they play uh, four quarters and the Jaguars came back. I think, um, you know, we were talking last week about how this uh, game showcases the future of the NFL at the quarterback position. And I think we got a really good view of that because you saw a young quarterback like Lawrence, you know, he hasn't had great coach in the last few years. He finally has a good coaching staff, it seems. And uh, it seems like he has a resiliency to, uh, you know, hang in there and uh, just keep fighting until he comes back. And he was able to pull it yeah. off in a wild card win, which was uh, it was pretty amazing to see how cool, calm and collected. He kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, a former quarterback of the Giants, you know, Eli Ice in the Veins. Um, you know, <laughs> you Lawrence go. just Lawrence just didn't falter. He just kept uh, chipping away, chipping away. Um, the only thing, the only kind of quirky thing that I noticed, and you know, this is the way the NFL works sometimes, is uh, you know, the kicker for the Chargers that missed field goal in the second half, which you know would have given them thirty-three points. Um, that was only a second missed kick of the whole season, wow. and. It, it's pretty amazing the timing on that kick because obviously it would have been a lot harder for the Jaguars to score a touchdown than just to take the win with the uh, field goal. Absolutely. Um, the other thing that I thought, and maybe you can uh, offer some expertise on this too, but um, I didn't understand or I didn't really agree with the Jaguars coach going for two on the last touchdown that they scored. Um, you know, it ultimately helped them out in the end because they got the win, but uh, I wasn't sure why he went for two there because most coaches would have played it safe, gone for the extra point, and then, you know, for the tie with the field goal if they were in the position to tie the game. Um, but I think, uh, you know, overall, this was another wild game. I think the announcing on it, I don't know if you heard anything about that, but uh, announcing on it was a little poor, and I think you have some opinions on other games that were like that as yeah, well. Yeah, I'll mention that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, but, I mean, there's this old adage, you play to tie on the road, you play to win at home, right? And I think that's what he was doing. I was, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just, and then it's one of those things. He's a genius because he got it right. If he got it wrong, he's a goat, right? So yeah. it worked out in his favor. And that's yeah. great. Good for him. I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't have any other than picking a team. I was just enjoying the game and uh, it was just yes. a wild game. So, um, yeah, let's move on to the next one. We have the Bengals and the Ravens. This is another wild one. Uh, Bengals force a fumble at the goal line as the Ravens are going into the into score. <laughs> They're doing a QB sneak. Don't don't get me started on that. They are. They have the quarterback reaching over the goal line, and it gets knocked out of his hands. The bit falls right into the Bengals' defensive lineman's hands. He scampers ninety-eight yards, goes ahead twenty-four seventeen. But that they still had a lot of time left in the game, and the last play of the game, they threw a hell mary. And when you watch that play, it worked perfectly for the Ravens, except he just missed catching it at the end. They had a chance on that one. It tipped. The guy dove for it, and he just missed it. So. Bengals, Bengals do what you have to do. Go in there, get the win, and get out of there no matter what. They escaped with the victory. What's your thoughts? Yeah, this uh, this was another game this weekend that just, uh, for me, went unexpectedly. Um, I didn't think the Ravens would be uh, hanging in there so close. Uh, again, their defense showed up. I know uh, they've been getting some guys back on the defensive side of the ball, so that helped them out. Right. Um, 
the Bengals, uh, you know, the Ravens, I think, just have the Bengals number on defense uh, this year. They're kind of holding them down statistically, even in the previous two wins that they had. Um, but this was a great rivalry game, and uh, it was a division matchup that was tight and close, and it came down to a crazy fumble at the end, like you said. Um, that that Hail Mary at the end, you know, being the big Giants fan, I gotta I gotta bring it back to my Giants again. But it gave me uh gave me nightmares of uh Super Bowl 46 when uh Brady threw up that Hail Mary at the very last play of the game and Gronk, you know, had dove just similar as the uh, Ravens guy did and almost got that ball again. So it kind of uh you know gave me some flashbacks to that. But uh it was it was it was a cool game. I think this was one of the slower paced games as yeah. far as uh, action goes. But in the end, you know, that that fumble return at the end was uh, very exciting. And I was happy for Hubbard, who's, uh, you know, he's a hometown favorite, Mr. Cincinnati, I think they call him. And uh, that's unbelievable. You know, he's been a fan of the Bengals forever. He's playing for him now and he gets to score a touchdown to win a game for him. It's pretty cool. So I was happy for him for that. You know, it's not only a touchdown. It's a defensive lineman going 98 (laughs) yards. And I yeah. There was someone trying to chase him down offhand. I forget who it was. And oh, it was uh, the tight end for the uh, tight Ravens. end, and and yeah. he came close. He tripped, and he went to to die. But where were where was the rest rest of that team? Like it's only the tight end, and ninety eight yards. The guy scampered. Good, you know, good for him. That, I tell you again, great games. This is why you watch the NFL. It's so exciting. So let's move on to the next one. We have Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys looked dominant this game. Brady looked at a sink. He didn't help his case if he wants to come back next year because all the rumors are he's going here, he's going there. I'm sure a lot of the fans are like, yeah, do you want Brady now? I picked the Bucs. I thought Brady was going to work some magic. Boy, was I wrong. It cost me a tie uh, in this week's picks with you picking the Cowboys. What are your thoughts on this game? Um, yeah, I was definitely very happy with my pick. Obviously, I picked the boys. And uh you know, the, this game, this was another kind of crazy game, too. We talked we talked uh, during the week about how it could possibly be a blowout, yeah. you know, given the Cowboys' defense and everything. I just didn't expect it. I, th- I thought the Bucks were going to keep it close, and I thought the Bucks' defense would have uh, kept it a little closer. But uh, this game was just – this was the blowout of the weekend uh, from beginning to end. You know, the Bucks just uh, couldn't keep up. Brady, Brady looked like he was 45 years old out there. Um the few sacks that he took, uh, he didn't look good on them either. And uh, yeah, this you was know, a tough one to watch. The only hit, the only hiccup for Dallas in this game was the the kicker, which uh, again another quirky moment this weekend. I've never yeah. seen a kicker miss four extra points in a row, let alone in a game. So that was nuts. Um, but yeah, Dallas just dominated, and uh, you know they earned their they earned their way to the division round by far just destroying the Bucks. Absolutely. I thought one of the best parts was when we were watching, we were texting each other and we were watching Eli and and Peyton and and, and yeah. primetime, right? Primetime was great. Though watching those guys, you get a whole different dimension on the game. Uh sometimes yeah. it's a little quirky, but overall, um was really enjoyable to watch. So all right, let's move into uh Giants Dolphins uh territory here. First we got the Giants and the Vo- and the Vikings. Giants Pulled off the road road win. They beat the Vikings. Daniel Jones' star is continuing to rise. I picked the Vikings because they were home. But I, you know, I just felt like when I was picking that, I'm saying Vikings. And I did say that I, I thought the, the Giants could win this one. 
but my heart was saying Giants, but I still picked the Vikings. But it is what it is. Congrats on the win, advancing to the divisional round. I mean, you got to be really, really excited about this one. What, what are your thoughts on your team here? Yeah, I mean, the you know, the Giants just did not disappoint. Um, I was thinking all week, you know, in my head, just don't make any mistakes. And, you know, the Giants can beat pretty much anybody in the league if they don't make those mistakes. Yeah. And uh, that's what they did. Uh, that's what they did this week. They just did not make any mistakes. Everything was solid. Their defense, the scheme for the defense, I thought was great. Uh, Wink Martindale didn't uh, overload with the blitzes too much, which I didn't want him to do because I wanted the cornerbacks to be in. He kept bringing in six and sometimes seven DBs in the lineups. Right. Um, Daniel Jones, you know, he uh he he won the award for uh Nickelodeon's most valuable player in the uh wild card round. Did he really? Um, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so he great. got an award for it. Uh but he was amazing. I mean, I, you couldn't ask for anything more from him. Um one of the things I was looking at, you know, I'm a Giants fan, so I'm watching highlights the whole week, just enjoying the moment and everything <laughs> I else. Didn't watch but, <laughs> but I'm uh you know, I'm going through everything, and I I caught uh, I think it was on ESPN, but they were they were showing uh, reaction times for Daniel Jones, which uh, was interesting to me because his whole career he's been known for his turnovers. Um, you know his his first season he had 23 turnovers, which is ridiculous, and then uh, you know the following year he had 16, uh, and then in 2021 he played in 11 games that had 10 turnovers. This year. He's uh, tied with uh, Jalen Hurts for the fewest turnovers by a quarterback, mm. which uh, okay. at eight, which is awesome. So I love seeing the progression of players in the league, especially with Giants players. And I love seeing uh, Daniel Jones being able to celebrate a year like this year after the last three years that he's had because he just had terrible coaching. You know, the team right. was doing terrible. Right. Um, this new coach has just got him playing at a different level. And uh, yeah. You know, the last few weeks of uh, his season that he played, I think he I'm hoping he's earned his way onto a long term contract with the Giants. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more from a quarterback and Saquon complimented him. You know, he didn't Saquon had 60 yards, I believe, on nine, nine rushes, which that was more than enough. Two touchdowns. Um, Daniel Jones just found the receivers. He was making the throws and he was taken off and running. And uh, one of the other things they were shown was uh, the reaction time when he would hike the ball to when he would decide to run and so they did five different plays and it was 2.4 seconds he would drop back and then just take off running if he didn't see anything and that led to a lot of huge runs he got seven first downs in the game just on his running uh abilities alone which is amazing too so let me ask you a question about that um you know i love quarterbacks that have the ability to run and get out of get out of danger right mm-hmm I don't know why it sort of struck me during the game when I was watching uh, Jones. They have a lot of set running plays for him, don't they? Uh, during the during the season, I wouldn't necessarily say a lot, but uh, it depends. Uh, it depends on who they were playing. So, okay. and it depends on who they're playing, and it also depends on what's going on in the game. Because I've seen a couple games this year, uh, for example, when the Giants played the Bears um, early on. The Giants were dinking and dunking to Saquon. They were getting some yardage. And then uh, at one point, uh, I believe Daniel Jones kind of pump faked it and then okay. kind of did a bootleg the other way, and he got like 20 yards. He must have did that play 10 times in the first half, and the Bears could not stop it. So the other thing I like about this coaching staff from coaching staffs in the past is that if they see something working, they'll actually stick with it. 
And if they see something that's not working, they'll stop it right away. And it, it's just nice to see that awareness yeah. out there on the field, especially for the players and for the fans, because, you know, you want to see your team be in the best position possible to win. So it was, uh, yeah, it, they, they like the way that he runs. I, I'm pretty sure they don't want him to run so much, but they will design plays for him to run. I mean, the Giants wide receiving core, you know, uh, as, as tough and as, uh, spunky as they are, they probably are the worst receiving core in the NFL. Yeah, they're not elite, but that, that yeah. that's my point. Like, I love seeing a quarterback run, get out of trouble, but I don't like to see him get hurt in the process. And when they're starting to rely on his legs too much, yeah, you don't want him to you know come off the sideline, you know, nicked up or hurt. So, yeah, um, yeah but I, I tell you, he's had a great year, and you know, I'm, I'm very happy for you, happy for my uh, friends who are Giants fans. Uh, you know, I picked the Vikings, but. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here's the painful portion of the episode, the painful segment for me. Let's move to the Dolphins game. We both picked the Bills. I think the whole country <laughs> picked the Bills. The, the, the Finns were around two two touchdown underdogs. So, But the Finns were competitive. I'll tell you, they had a chance to win this game. I have a lot more comments to make after hearing your commentary. What, what, what were your thoughts about this game? Well, for me, you know, this game came down to coaching. <laughs> uh, I think the bill, the bill staff was uh, definitely a little bit more seasoned and, you know, obviously they had been there before uh, making it to the AFC championship game the year before. And uh, that's what it looked like to me. It looked like one team had been in this situation and one team hadn't. And as, as much as uh, I do like the coach for the dolphins, I, I think I used this term before, but I consider him kind of a mad scientist. Um, his mad scientist might have gotten in the way of uh, just general management of the game. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was tough. Uh, the Finns, the Finns, their coaching staff had a third string quarterback going out against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, and the Dolphins were winning this game. You know, twenty-four uh, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's un it's unbelievable the job that they did out there with the third stringer. How much their defense actually stepped up. Um, you know, and we talked about it too in the last week about Josh Allen's turnovers. You know, uh, That's right. they right. took advantage; they took complete advantage of his turnovers, and he and he kept doing it. I think he had three turnovers in the game. Uh, one was that fumble that they just walked into the end zone for a touchdown. So That's right. it was, uh, you know, it was a good game. I, I felt bad for you, and I felt bad for the Dolphins because you know, because I know you, I, I root for the Dolphins as well. But I picked the Bills, and I, I thought they were gonna. I thought they were going to blow them out at first. Then I kind of thought they were going to be close, but I never expected it to be this close of a game. Um, so, you know, I feel bad for the Dolphins. They did make it. I think they got a bright future. Um, I just think they need to kind of hone down the most important position of football, which is the quarterback position. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, he's in, a little injury prone, had a tough year. But, you know, I, I have so many thoughts on this game. To me, this is just another disappointment in my fandom, right? Based on what you just said, I want to read a tweet that came out. This was answering a beat reporter for the Dolphins that said McDaniel believes he was told in the headset that it was first down. So there was some, um, some, some confusion on the sidelines at a critical point in the game. And this is what a former player wrote. He believes he was told it was a first down. I'm sorry, but as a head coach, how do you not know what down it is? Coach Shula knew every down, every second, in every situation. No excuse for this, just saying, all right? Number one. Number two, 
the Dolphins fired four of their uh, defensive coaches today. Their their defensive coordinator was fired. But these guys, you know, McDaniel did inherit them from the prior coach. So maybe that's the other reason why he wanted to have an – he had an option and a door to, to, to change things, and he's taken advantage of it. But good for him, right? But to yeah. your point, they had a chance to win this. If you're in there, in Buffalo, and you have a chance to win, you have to get out of there just like the Bengals did. They figured out a way. Yep. I'm not going to talk right now about the drops by Waddle, by Hill. I'm not going to talk about their seven penalties. I'm not going to talk about Thompson dropping back 45 times. He sacked four. He was hurried 11. He was under pressure all game. Not going to talk about the four for 16 on third down conversions. And to your point earlier, I'm not going to talk about the Having to sit through Tony Romo's biased color commentary it was just it was just absolutely terrible. But what I am going to talk about and mention is the poor clock management all game. It was like a yeah. 70s game show, beat the clock. Yeah. You burn through your timeouts because the play clock showing no time. To your point, they were ahead, but they were ahead 24-20, third and 19. You're on your eight-yard line, your back's to the end zone, and you call a, 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 a short-range pass. With a third-string quarterback that gets intercepted, they take the ball over roughly to 30, they go in for score, and they're ahead in the game. That's terrible. Terrible play call. Exactly. Call a medium pass, you know, a short pass, get a few yardage, punt it out of there and start playing field position. And then the yeah. fourth and one is just what I just read you, complete embarrassment, delay a game. Now, look, all I know is I have listened all week to Dolphins fans, to people on TV, this is the only show where you're going to get this kind of detail. This is what we do here. We peel the onion here on the binge. Okay? No one's talked about this. Everyone's talking about the delay of game, fourth and one. This is what they don't talk about, though. Let me ask you first. Fourth and one, season on the line. Actually, it's less than one when you look at it. It's like three-quarters of a yard, if that. Yeah, yeah. What play would you call in that position? I'm going. Uh, I'm lining up a sneak, checking the defense, and if uh, I have to, check off to a line buck. <laughs> there you go, baby. channeling your inner stratomatic, right? So basically, you're running, right? You're going to run a quarterback sneak. You're going to get up there. You're going to have the the backs push you over if you have to, right? Yeah, exactly. But what does he do? He lines them up in a shotgun, shotgun, Terrible. and he does an inside handoff that, thankfully, you know. It was the delay of game, and then he had another chance to get a first down. I mean, what is he thinking? Why are you lining up in a shotgun when it's less than a, a yard to get a first down? Uh, just Unbelievable. Terrible, I can't tell another... you how I was screaming at the TV. All right, <laughs> last a... point here, okay, about my Dolphins. I'll hit you with some white Goodman knowledge here, all right? The last time Miami was in the Super Bowl, January of 85, the last time they won, January of 74, Richard Milhouse Nixon was our president. Milhouse. I guarantee you most of the people out there that are watching don't even know who Richard Nixon is. That's how long it is. So again, I'm not, I, you know, it's just another season that closes down for me. I have to wait two-thirds of the year, get to, to September, start another season with some high hopes, <laughs> not make it to a Super Bowl, rinse and repeat, right? Write another lyric for that, Hootie. Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, I got to calm down a little bit here. <laughs> Take okay, a so let's move on to the picks for this week. But before we do, I want to introduce a new feature that we have here on The Binge. We decided to add a guest prognosticator each week. 
And this week, it's going to be your barber, Bob the Barber. Okay, he was actually one and one last week as he talked with you, gave you a couple of picks in your recent haircut, right? So we invited him to join this week, give us his picks. And I understand you have his picks. Yeah, I got his picks and uh, we'll see how he does this week. He probably won't be as good as I am, though. Okay, there you go. Well, hopefully I, I will be, but we'll see, right? All right, so let's go through the games. You tell us your picks, then give us Bob the Barbers, all right? So first up, we have the Chiefs hosting the Jags. <clears throat> Chiefs finished 14-3 this year, 7-1 at home. They had an extra week to prepare coming off a of bye week. They did play in week 10. Chiefs won 27-17. Um, we know that the Jaguars won a thriller game, but they're 4-5 on the uh, with a record on the road this, this year during the regular season. They're currently on a six-game winning streak. So what are your thoughts for this game? What's your pick? And who did Bob the Barber take? So, like I was saying before, Lawrence definitely showed me a lot about who he is as a player and a quarterback in this league. And, uh, you know, sadly, I, I think his run is going to come to an end here. Um, if the Chiefs were the Chargers last week and being in that position, yeah. you know, the game would have been 54 nothing in my opinion. Uh, I think Reed after a bye is pretty much unbeatable. Um, Mahomes in the division round is 4-0. And uh, if the Chiefs win, they're going to their fifth AFC championship game uh, in a row, which is unbelievable. Um, it just reminds me of those Eagles back in the, uh, was it late 90s, early 2000s with McNabb that went to four NFC championship games in a row. Uh, the Chiefs are just Chiefs are just on fire. Mahomes, you know, he's going to have an MVP type season again. And I, I've got to go with the Chiefs and, uh, you know, I'm just I'm not saying that he's piggybacking, but Bob the Barber is taking the Chiefs as well in this one. All right. So we got two Chiefs here. Let's see where I come up with, see if we're all in sync here. You know, for me, Reed in his career coming off bye weeks, 27 and four. Mahomes in the playoffs, eight and three overall, seven and two at home where they're playing. Ugh. Chiefs are the highest scoring team this year yeah. in the regular season in that game that they met. Mahomes was on fire, 331 yards passing. He had four touchdowns against one interception. Um, the Jags defense, you know, not that great. 26 against the pass, 25th in sacks. I was just looking at the injury report, and Trevor Lawrence is actually listed as questionable with a toe injury. But, you know, he'll play, but he's still questionable. So he's yeah. nicked up a little bit. To me, the Jags are not beating Reed after a, a bye week. Take the Chiefs here in my black chip lock of the weekend. Uh-oh, the black chip go. lock. There we go, black chip lock. Okay, let's nice. move on here. We'll go back to Buffalo Bills hosting the Bengal. This is basically the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase versus Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs show here. We know what happened in their first meeting, the game that was canceled. Both teams struggled in their wild card games but came away with victories. Who are you going with here? Well, I think this is uh... – this is the game everybody has been waiting for, right? Uh, this is the game that wasn't finished That's right. uh, after everything was happening. So it was curious because, or I was curious because, uh, you know, we only got to see about a half a quarter in that game, I believe. And um, it was getting pretty good, you know. Uh, the NFL figured out how to resolve the seeding of the playoffs, and now they're meeting in Buffalo. I think this is going to be one for the ages. You got Burrow trying to get back to the promised land, and you have Allen trying to move on to get revenge against the Chiefs. Um, I had a really hard time trying to pick this game because I yeah. I really could see it going either way. You know, if Joe Cool shows up and just 
dominates, I wouldn't be surprised. And if uh, the Josh Allen and the Bills just, you know, bowled them over, I wouldn't be surprised either. But, um, you know, all that being said, I really like Josh Allen. I like what the Bills have done so far this year. But uh, this might be my upset pick of the week. I'm going to pick the Bengals in an upset. Really? uh, I think this is going to come down to Josh Allen and his turnovers. And I think this game, he's facing an opponent that will not allow him to get away with those turnovers scot-free. So uh, give me the Bengals in this one. And uh, surprisingly, Bob the Barber agrees with me as well. (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. Let me write that down. Okay. Well, look, Burrow's a... Upgrade to the third string quarterback the Bills faced last week. They protected Allen pretty good during the season, but they did give up seven sacks to a, a, a good team that has a good rush in the fins. Allen is a bit more mobile than Burrow. You discussed and mentioned Allen's, you know, propensity to make mistakes. I, I found it really hard to to call this game in, the, in myself, too. But in the end, I think I, I really do think that Allen has the slight edge over Burrow. Bills continue to ride the emotions from the canceled game and they're playing in Buffalo. So I'm going with the Bills. So right now I may be able to make up one game on you here. So this is getting interesting. Nice. Yeah, it is. Right, let's move to the 49ers hosting the Cowboys. These are two really evenly matched teams. The 49ers have the best turnover differential in the season. The Cowboys are right behind them, ranked second. Both have great players on both sides of the ball. You know, I'm wondering if Purdy's rookie campaign he finally gets rattled in this game which cowboy team shows up what's the coach's call on this well this game uh this game is bringing me back memories of uh when the cowboys faced the niners back in the 90s you know uh this is the first time in a while both these teams have been you know kind of the dominating teams in the nfc and uh it's kind of cool to see it going down um just like last week i didn't think the cowboys you know could have two horrible games in a row. That's why I picked them against the Bucks. But I'm also going to say that they can't have uh, two two perfectly played games in a row either. Mm, uh, interesting, yeah. So I'm thinking Bosa and the Niners' defense, uh, they're going to be Dak's face all day, and I think they're going to shut down some of those weapons that Dallas has. Um, Niners' offense will just be too much for the Dallas D to handle. I think uh, the Niners' offensive line will be able to contain the defensive line of the Cowboys. So, uh Give me the Niners on this one. It's going to be close in score, but overall, I think the Niners will control this game for the most part. And uh, Bob the Barber is going against his team again and picking the Niners as well. I just hope this isn't a trend every time he picks against them that they win. He's a Cowboys fan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Because he did pick uh, Brady and look what happened there. So. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, these teams, to me, they're very evenly matched. They didn't play each other during the season, so there's not a lot of familiarity here. Niners are on an 11-game winning streak. Um, Cowboys are one of the better teams they're going to face this year because out of the 16 games that they've played, um, 16, 17 games, six and a half points is the average win for them. All right. So, you know, again, I mentioned the the great names on both sides of the ball. You got Purdy, McCaffrey, Samuels, and Bosa versus Prescott, Elliott, Lamb, and Parsons. I mean, those are some great names heading into this game. The Niners are just a stronger team here. This isn't the Bucks, not the Buccaneers. The Niners' defense is much better. I think some early successes, say a nice long drive to open the game, a big sack by maybe Bosa or a turnover. 
I think it's going to rattle the Cowboys a little bit, especially playing on the road. So I'm going to take the Niners here, check the box for their check the box for their 12th in a row. So we're lined nice. up on that one. Last year, Giants. Okay, Eagles hosting the Giants. Eagles finished 14 and three, seven and two at home. Giants went into Minneapolis, as we know, and they won on the road. You could feel their momentum right now. Yeah. We- this is a divisional game here. This is their third meeting of the two teams. Eagles won both this year, but you know, it's really hard to, to, to beat a divisional team three times in a season, but one of the games the giants rested some of their starters. So I'm not sure that's a big bellwether for, for that, you know, trend three games. Cause one of them didn't have Jones or Saquon playing the first meeting though, the, the giant, the Eagles won in the Meadowlands 48, 22. So I don't know if that's an indication, but you know, the giants are hot now. So, What's your coach? What's your coach's call on this game? Another, uh, you know, another divisional matchup in the playoffs, and uh, it's going to be tough. I, you know, I'm a Giants fan, obviously. I, right away, I just want to pick the Giants, but let's analyze this a little bit. The Eagles destroyed the Giants in the Meadowlands. Uh, it was pretty much no contest. Uh, I went back and looked at uh, the highlights of that game and. Giants secondary just got lit up, and uh, I think they got Wink Martindale kind of uh, against the ropes in that game because you could see he was getting beat by the wide receivers, so then he started covering them, and then all of a sudden the Eagles started running all over him. Um, and it's it's going to be one of those games where I think Wink Martindale's defense is going to kind of decide this. The Giants, again, can't play with mistakes. The yeah. Eagles' offensive attack. The whole the whole thing about the Eagles this this year is that their offensive attack is uh, it's just a surprise to everybody because you don't know what they can do. They got Hertz who could run out, Hertz who can throw the ball. They got AJ Brown who's a monster receiver, and then they got Devontae Smith who's a monster slot receiver. And then the running backs are unbelievable too. Sanders is running all over the place. Their defense is very very stout. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road for the Giants this time around. That second game, like you said, the Giants sat all their players. Hertz was uh, hurt, so he uh, he wasn't at full capacity in that game. But they still edged out a win. I believe they won by uh, six or seven points against the Giants. The um, you know when it comes to the playoffs and it comes to the division games, you never know what's going to happen. That's right. And I'm 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 hoping that we don't know what really is going to happen, and the Giants sneak out a victory in Philadelphia and upset all those Eagles fans out there. So I'm going with the Giants for this one. Um, hopefully they can keep it rolling and uh, Danny Jones can keep uh, keep up that uh, good pace that he had in that game against the Vikings. Um, my barber took the Eagles, sadly, in this game, so I'm hoping that he is wrong as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a great NFC East matchup. The weather's not going to be too terrible. I was kind of hoping for a little bit bad weather, just the old school NFC East matchup in the playoffs. But uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. And uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday night. Yeah, it's gonna be a great game. It really is. I, I always like teams that come off a bye week, get some rest, you know, heal up some Knicks. Hertz can run on the Giants. I mean, the Giants allowed almost five and a half yards a carry to opposing quarterbacks this season, second worst in the NFL. And the Giants are going to have to game plan for that 
you know, you mentioned that you never know where they're coming from. So they're going to have to game plan for that. You know, Jones and Barkley are really the key. If they can have able to generate some production here on the ground, the, the past defense of the Eagles is pretty tough to control the clock, keep it out of Jalen hurts his hands. Um, I think though, when it's all said and done, the giants have a great chance here. Just like I said that last week, right? But yeah. I said the Vikings, even though I, in my heart, I felt the Giants. I still think the Giants have a good chance, but I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going for two reasons. Because every time I pick against the Giants, they win. So I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> but most importantly, I'm down two games here. Yeah. Make up some ground. Now I have two games here. So I figured with you were going to go with the G-Men. So I'm taking Philly. So, you know, I have a chance here either to be completely out of it or to, to, to get back and tie up. So we'll see what happens. So let's recap. Nice. You're going with the Chiefs, Bengals, 49ers, and Giants. Correct. Bob the Barber took the Chiefs, Bengals, Niners, and Eagles. And at three and three playing catch up, I'm playing the taking the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, and the Eagles. So I think we're going to have a lot of good games this weekend. I'm really looking forward to that Giants game. You know, again, I'm rooting for you. I hope that they do win. Go big blue. Any closing comments? Yeah, um, I just I want to mention one more thing about the Giants. Uh, sure. Keep an eye out, especially if you're watching the game. You know, we talked about the receiving core and how abysmal they are. Um, late in the season, the Giants picked up a Bills receiver, Hodgins, number 18. And he was on the practice squad. Couldn't make couldn't get in the lineup for the Bills because they have they have pretty good receivers themselves. Comes over to the Giants, uh, I'm assuming through Dayball, because Dayball really likes this guy. And he's right. been, every week, he's been getting better and better. And last week, I don't know if how much uh, you saw of the game, but there was a tiptoe sideline catch that this mm-hmm. guy made that was pretty impressive. And uh, he scored six touchdowns in his last seven games now. So he's uh, he's producing a lot for the Giants. And he, I think he might be the X factor in this game. I think the Eagles might have a little issue uh, covering this guy, especially uh, with the Giants, you know, being able to run the ball themselves at the quarterback position. So uh, just something else to look out for in the uh, Giants game. Uh, Other than that, you know, I'm looking forward to a great weekend of uh, divisional round football. This is my favorite time of year. And, uh, you know, there's only eight teams left. Like we're almost at the end and it's uh, going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so Isaiah Hodgins is his name. Isaiah Hodgins. So you heard it here Correct. first on the on the binge as we always peel back the onion. You don't hear any yeah. any type of analysis like that anywhere else, everybody. So <laughs> thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy the games. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe to the channel for future episodes of the binge. And have a good one, everybody. Take care. Bye.